Here we go. It's Wednesday. It's one o'clock. It's time for Magic TV. I'm Mashi Scanlon, the guy on the left, although I have changed my Twitter handles. So that's a little bit confusing now. Uh, with me, the Hall of Famer, Martin Yuza. Uh, thank you for joining us, Martin. Martin and I, for those who don't know, we we are live on his stream on Mondays. It's Tuesday, one o'clock, as I just said. We're live on his stream on Mondays for the Monday Meta, 12 noon Pacific. And we do the podcast together. It's actually just the video from that. It's at twitch.tv slash Martin Yuza. So, uh, boy, it's been a long time, huh, Martin? Yeah, hello. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing well. We, we we shot just over 24 hours ago. We were on, like, 25 hours ago, basically. We were on Martin's stream doing the Monday Meta. But I, I, uh, I strong-armed Martin into joining me for a Magic TV Top 8. So uh, we've, you know, this series has been going on forever. It's something that Luis and I started together. And of course, Luis is just, he's too big time. He's too busy all the time. So we got Martin to fill in with some sweet, sweet top eights here. Before we get to that though, Martin, you know, uh, what's going on? I, I, we were chatting before this and you mentioned that you're working on some pretty sweet articles for Channel Fireball. Oh yeah. I'm doing a, an article about the, all the Corset 21 reveals that have been revealed so far and some of the, you know, really cool cards like Ugin and Cultivate and the Fairy and what decks are going to go into, you know, what's the best way to use them, which cards they might be replacing and how to move forward uh, using some of the new cards. And I'm doing two new deck guides for both cycling and also uh, Band Ram, but without Yorion, because that's also been one of the one of the most uh, more popular decks uh, in the last couple of days. Yeah, this is the this is one of the best times I think uh, to be tuned into like what's going on uh, with the pros. Like, so if you go to Martin's uh, Twitch stream, he'll 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 answer your questions. You can ask questions, and now's such a great time because everyone's testing for the players tour. This is this is like the the best time for all of us who are competitive that aren't playing at the players tour to try to data mine the pros because they're playing so much Magic right now. And of course, if you're a member of CFB Pro, if you're watching this live in the CFB Pro Discord, then you are a member of CFB Pro. You already know that we get all the good stuff right now as they're testing. So I'm really really looking forward to that. Obviously. Very selfishly, uh, I am super invested in Boros Cycling. So I heard earlier when Martin and I, we were doing our pre-show call, he mentioned he was working on that. I was so stoked. I cannot wait. Although I, spoiler, it doesn't look like there's a ton of updates there, but I was super excited to to hear that. So I'm, I cannot wait to see that. If you're not a member of CFP Pro, which means you're watching this after the fact on YouTube or on channelfireball.com, not live because we are live in the CFP Pro Discord. Sign up for CFB Pro. Don't forget to use the code Yuza, J-U-Z-A. That supports Martin, all of his content, the Monday meta, his stream, everything he does for Channel Fireball. So use that code. You can use that on any purchases on channelfireball.com. That code, Yuza, J-U-Z-A. Be sure to plug that in. So Martin, you know, one of the things we we're chatting about is... I know Martin, I've known Martin for a long time, but recently with our content, it's all standard, all constructed. But historically, I always thought of you, Martin, you were a road warrior. You were, I, I swear to God, Martin was at every other GP for like 15 years in a row. Yeah. But I always thought of you as like a limited guy, like really, really good at limited. The, you know, Martin, I'd always look at your limited deck list and try to reverse engineer. How could I draft like this? How could I build a, a pool like this? And I was struck because I asked you, I was like, so Martin, how much drafting are you doing? How much drafting are you doing, Martin? I just I just haven't had time to draft. Like, it's all standard now. You know, all the dead guys are standard, historic, pioneer, and mostly all the big tournaments lately have just been all standard. Everything that's on arena is just standard, and that's what we need to prepare for. And you know, if I want to do well, if I want to stay in the MPL, I just I need to play whatever the tournaments are that we're playing. And right now, it's been all standard. It's been a little bit of of pioneer as well. So that's pretty much that's pretty much what I'm doing. And 
I used to not like constructed as much because limited is more fun. It's, you know, every draft is different. Every deck is different. There's like a lot of really small details that you need to pay attention to when you're drafting. But like constructed is really fun too. Like there's so many different decks you have to, you have to like always figure out a new meta game. So I really like it when there are new sets, when, when something new comes out or even when new format comes out, when pioneer came out, I was really, really um, happy with that because it's just like a completely new thing that we have to sort of solve and there are like so many decks and so many different strategies to try. So constructed is is fun in, in its own different way. But if I had to pick one format that I would play for fun, it would be limited. I mean, so would you consider yourself? Where have you seen more success? I, I, I in limited, limited, uh, right? Yeah, probably. I, yeah, I thought it was limited. So Martin and I, we'll, we'll get way into this. You'll see this top eight has a lot of different uh, historical elements to it. Martin and I are uh, old school enough to remember when things like a limited specialist or a constructed specialist, that used to be part of the Magic Pro scene, right? You had you had players like Gary Wise and Mike Turian. These were like your limited specialists, right? Because back in the day, there was like a limited Pro Tour and it was all limited. You only played limited. And then um, you, know, you had a constructed Pro Tour where you only played constructed. And I always thought of you, Martin, back in the days, like a, a limited specialist. Not that you weren't good at constructed, you, but I, so it's, it just blew my mind. That's why we we were talking about this before we went live, and I was like, we got to talk about this on the show because it, it seriously it's blowing my mind. The way I always like saw it for me, limited was always a lot easier because limited is just like if you understand the basics of limited, or if you understand like the 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 little details, what you need to pay pay attention to. You don't need to really learn specific formats. You just understand like the whole picture. Whereas constructed is just a grind. You need to play every matchup, you know, 15 times, 20 times to exactly figure out the right sideboard plans on the play, on the draw. How does it change if this player doesn't have these three cards, but they have something else instead? So I was always I was always just just doing a little, little bit more limited because it 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 you know it was way more fun. And then I always took the the tournaments, I always took limited as like the, the free points. And constructed where I really have to do a lot of work. That's the work time. Okay, so how, I mean, when you say you haven't been really playing limited, are you saying like zero Ikoria drafts? Not zero, but like, you know, 10 or like 15 or something, but not wow. like, like 10 drafts are fun. Like every now and then, like a couple of friends live really close to me and sometimes we hang out at my place and we would draft together and we would like, you know, have some, have some really fun drafts together. But you know, when I, when I play magic, it's just mostly like, I need to test for the PT. I need to make a deck guide for this deck. I'm looking. I'm looking closely at the spoilers from Course at 21 just to try to get ahead on the meta game by like figuring out what's going to be good before the other people figure it out. And it's just all standard now. And sometimes historic and pioneer. That's crazy. And I, I know I'm. I'm. Uh, I just it blows my mind. I was so shocked to hear that. But here's here's another crazy thing. I never would have thought I'd say this, but I have drafted more of the current format than Martin Yuza. So uh, there you go. Um, one of the other things people may not realize, we talked about this a bit on the Monday Meta, but yesterday was Martin's birthday. <laughs> and we were messaging a bit leading up to this. And Martin, one of the things about Martin that's crazy, and this came up, Martin joined Gabby and I on Magic FM. One of the things that came up is how Martin keeps crazy hours. And part of that for me is we're in the same Slack chat for the Team CFB Slack chat. And Martin's super responsive. Like he'll always get back to you. And I was messaging him about this this morning. And I was like, huh, that's weird. Martin's not getting back to me. And I realized. You were at your parents for dinner. Was this a birthday dinner, Martin? Yeah, yeah, we just did a we just did a birthday dinner with 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 parents and just like not just a birthday dinner, just to like you know get together after a while and just like hey, what's new? And there are like some some projects we have together and uh, some things we needed to talk about. So it was good to get together and just like you know enjoy like a three hour dinner as a family and talk about stuff. So steak, I heard it was steak. 
Yeah, it, it was good. It was good. That, I'm, was I'm good. the steak kind of guy. I like like you know steak and like the, the grilled vegetables and like a good glass of wine. Like that's the that's the kind of food that I like. Yeah. Okay. So I, I thought that was exciting. I hadn't put that together until we went live, and I was like, wait a minute. Martin had steak tonight because it was his birthday yesterday. That's why he had a birthday dinner. So uh, happy birthday or happy belated Thank birthday you. at this point or happy yes. birthday again. So I cannot think of a more fitting top eight. Martin suggested this and I was like, this is such a Martin Yuza top eight for us to do because you really you really are the road warrior. Um, a lot of people have done this in the US where they've gone to a lot of North American GPs. But I, I honestly like, hand to God, I feel like Martin Yuza was for, there was a period of time where you were at every other GP on every other continent and you know always day twoing and half the time top eighting. So... <laughs> Um, when Mar I asked Martin, I said, Hey, would you do a top eight? And I said, what idea would you want? He goes, how about this? How about we do top eight pro tour locations? <laughs> I was like, first of all, I haven't even been to eight pro tours. I've never played in a pro tour and I've, I've actually been to less than eight pro tours. Of course, Martin's been to a ton of pro tour. Do you know how many pro tours you've been to Martin? 50, 60. It's over 50. I'm, I'm, I'm sure it's over 50. Like it's been over 50, like a while ago, probably over 60. I don't know if it counts worlds or not. Probably it does. Uh, at least the old ones. Not sure if it counts the, the new ones, but new yeah, ones. I played around 60 pro tours and over 200 GP. So I spent like so much of my time playing Magic. Mm -hmm. Plus, if you add to that, I, I live the, I, I live in the Czech Republic, and like half of more than half of even probably half of these events were not in Europe. Like, mm -hmm. imagine how much time that is like spent in airports, airplanes, you know, transportation from you know the the, the airport to the hotel. It's it's crazy to think like how much time I actually spend playing Magic, going to Magic tournaments, being in Magic tournaments, traveling to other places, you know, before or after the Magic tournaments, and that's for me. It's it's always kind of been the the the, the fun part about playing Magic. Like the the traveling has always been what what it what keeps Magic fun for me. Yeah, and this is a bit. This is a bit. Again, I said this is going to be a little bit old school. Obviously, the old tagline used to be "Play the game, see the world." Uh, yeah. It's not quite like that anymore. It's much more regionalized. In fact, now, obviously, um, if you're watching this now, you're well aware of this. For posterity's sake, I'll mention we are still kind of in the middle of this COVID pandemic, and so all of these events have shifted online. There's no more Magic Fest for the rest of 2020. We don't know what the future beyond that holds, and all of the players tours because these are you know PT. We put we can we can do top eight PT locations because uh, players tour, pro tour, both PTs, but the players tours have migrated online. So, all right, without further ado, here we go. Top eight. PT locations with Martin Yiza. I'm super excited. Before we dive into the list, Martin, and just fair warning, I already told Martin this. He's gonna have to do the heavy lifting because, like I said, I don't. I have not been to any of these pro tours. But some honorable mentions. You got some honorable mentions for us, Martin. Uh, honorable mentions would be like there's a lot of places, like especially in Europe, where it depends on like what kind of person you are. Like, do you like more, you know, Brussels or Amsterdam or Paris or Rome? Or Prague, or like, what is the place that you really like more? So, honorable mentions, I would say, like some of the some of the European cities. I think London is a really cool city. Uh, Dublin was like kind of special as well. Uh, Barcelona, LA feels kind of special as well to me. And San Diego is always just like super nice weather and just like overall like oh, yeah. a really nice place. So these would be kind of like my honorable mentions. San Diego is one of my favorite venues, and we were trying to run GPs there. For some reason, GPs just never do well in San Diego. You don't get good. Everyone from San Diego will go to LA for an event. No one from LA will come to San Diego for an event, which makes no sense. It's gorgeous there. Shout out to Dublin. Uh, for those who don't know, we this is brought to us by producer Jeff. Producer Jeff is so Martin's in the Czech Republic. 
I'm here in California and our producer Jeff still is in Dublin. So thank you, Jeff. Shout out to Jeff uh, in Dublin and shout out to Pro Tour Dublin. Uh, okay. Two places I would like to give uh, a shout out to also would be Vancouver and Austin because those were two like really, really nice cities. Austin just like feels like it has been built yesterday. Everything is like brand new. Like there are like palm trees everywhere. Like even the airport is just like completely super nice and it's like a really, really nice and clean looking city. And Vancouver also, like everybody is super nice in Canada. It's like right near water. So there is a lot of really cool places. You can, you're like kind of overlooking that little like island or whatever it is next to next to Vancouver. And it's just like a really, really nice city that uh, I really liked when I was there. Awesome. I'm, and I'm going to, fair warning to everyone watching, I am going to hijack this top eight to talk about food because I am a man who travels on his stomach. So we will talk about food at each of these locations. Uh, okay. I have questions. Uh, I have queries. So that, because that, that's what I value for these locations. Let's dive right in. Coming in at number eight, one of my favorite cities on the planet, Paris, France. Tell me about PT Paris and how did this make your list? So I played Worlds in Paris and it was actually in, in Louvre or like in some part of Louvre. And it's just like when you tell somebody, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to Paris. It's just like a really cool tourist city and, you know, Eiffel Tower and like France has really good wine and you're, you know, you have all the cheese and everything. And it's just like a really cool place. Uh, if you, if you, if you have to pick some, some cities from Europe, I think France uh, and, and Paris in France is going to be uh, at the, at the top of the list. No, no matter if you're going for magic tournament or something else. I totally agree. So, and one of the beauty, so part of the reason we want to do PTs is because you can have great PT locations because they're so much smaller than Magic Fests or Grand Prix, right? So, you know, having, you can't have, you can't have a Magic Fest or a Grand Prix at the Louvre, but you can have a Pro Tour, which is, you know, they had one right there at the Louvre. Can you imagine playing Magic at a site like that? This, this was one of the castles yeah. for, um, you know the 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 Bourbon Dynasty, uh, Bourbon Dynasty. So it's just unbelievable that you know you have a Magic Pro Tour at a location like that. Of course, Paris. I will say this: I love Paris. Um, Elaine and I, um, my wife, we had a ceremony in Paris. We got married right there, and we had a photo shoot at the Louvre. So wonderful thing. Food in France is top notch. I will say my favorite French food. Have I already told you this, Martin? Do you have any idea what my favorite French food is? Favorite French food? Yeah, it's gonna be like like some kind of like clams or something like something like very special or like no, snails or something no it's it's totally innocuous and it's it's distinctly parisian it's the the best place for this is in paris they have it everywhere in france okay is i have a terrible accent so have to excuse me jambon bear which is their ham and butter sandwich which you can get anywhere in paris it's like this delicious baguette the only condiment on it is butter and they put some jambon some of that 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 parisian ham maybe a little bit of swiss cheese i like some cornish on in there and oh i could just ugh, my mouth is watering just thinking about that that so the funny thing is my favorite french food is a friggin ham sandwich yeah, well, and one of the coolest things about Paris also is that if you're playing Magic, you you know, if you have a girlfriend, you you want to bring her with you to a pro tour because you know you spend a lot of time going to PTQs and playing Magic and testing or whatever. She's probably like, she she doesn't like to see that too much because she would she would rather mm -hmm. hang out with you. You can bring her to Paris and she's gonna be happy. That's that's one of the that's one of the coolest things about Paris. He or she, whatever, whatever, whatever your your partner is, uh, they will appreciate uh, you know going with you on a trip to to Paris for sure. You, you know who did that? I didn't even think about that until you brought it up, uh, Martin. You know who did that exact thing? Brought his girlfriend to the pro tour in Paris. 
Channel Fireball president and CEO John Sasso. Yeah. yeah, when he qualified for Pro Tour Paris, he brought his at the time girlfriend to Paris with him. So it's hilarious that you say that. That actually happened to Sasso. So it's a great point. Uh, you know, turn into a vacation and everything on this list could be a vacation, right? That's what makes true. these yeah, destinations so yeah. special. All right, number seven on our list Pro Tour San Juan, the San Juan in Costa Rica. Uh, I, yeah, the, I saw pictures of this one. And they're, they actually, I think they did, did they do, no, they, they were in Costa Rica for a Grand Prix, but I think that might have been San Jose, not San Juan. I can't remember for sure. But yeah, tell me about San Juan. Uh, I think the GP wasn't wasn't uh, wasn't uh, San Jose, but San Juan was just it was just a really really uh, exotic place for us. I guess the whole list it, it it depends on where you live, but just like the whole the whole idea of like yeah we're gonna get to go to Costa Rica. How many times am I gonna get the chance to to be able to do that? Plus it was just like a really nice place. Like the nature's really nice. The the people were really nice. Like it was just it was just a cool experience. Yeah, and I know uh, again the the t here's my TO hat on. I know judges who went to that event and loved it. They were so happy to be in San Juan, and I know the list to to work in San Jose was huge because there's tons of outdoor stuff to do. You can go scuba diving, you can go snorkeling. I think they have they have rainforest stuff. It's like you could do all kinds of amazing outdoor uh, stuff. Really interact with nature there. I have no idea. So maybe you can shed some light here. Martin, what kind of food? What, what, tell me something about Costa Rican food because I actually have no idea what Costa Rican food oh, is. Oh, I didn't. I have no idea either. What we did when we were there, we rented this this huge uh, house with the rest of the Channel Fireball crew, and I think it was like two houses maybe. And we just stayed there the whole time. We did some like we did a few trips. We went to some like uh, coffee plants or something. Uh, coffee like where they grow the plants or something. Mm -hmm. Costa Rican Costa Rican coffee is great. Yeah. Yeah. So we we did that. That that was pretty fun. And uh, we did something else. I don't remember what it was, but I think we wanted to go see the the turtle migration or something where oh, like wow. you, you do that like during the night. Mm -hmm. And it's just like a really cool experience. But we weren't able to do that because it was like the night before the pro tour was when the tour would be would be able to go. So mm -hmm. we were we were trying to leave it for the next time. And the next time was supposed to be the, you know, the Grand Prix there. But I didn't get to go to that one. So that's one of my biggest re regrets for sure. Well, we can, hey, we, you know, here's a novel concept, Martin, and I don't want to get too crazy here, but you could always just go there for fun. You don't That's need a true. magic yeah. event. You don't need a magic tournament to go back to Costa Rica, I promise. So, all right, number six. Okay, number six on our list, totally unbiased, I'm sure, from <laughs> Martin. Coming at number six is Prague in the Czech Republic, PT Prague. Um, how do you feel about Prague? Give give me your totally unbiased review of Prague as an event, uh, event site for a magic so tournament. That actually comes from most people when I ask them like, hey, you know, give me your like top five PT locations or just like where was it the most interesting for you when you when you went to play magic? And a lot of people just gave me Prague. And there's a lot there's a lot of different things to do in Prague. We especially if you like if you like great if you like the old architecture, you're gonna like Prague a lot. But Prague is also a really not a really nice city. It's a really cheap city. Everybody is, is super chill. Nobody really cares what you're doing if you're not breaking the law. So you don't have to be afraid of, of, of anything. We have really good beer. We have good food. So there's there's plenty plenty to do in Prague, and it's it's also one of the one of the uh, cool places for tourists, especially if you live in Europe, because it's really really cheap to go there. And yeah, I mean, uh, when I ask people, a lot of people just gave me the answer of like, you know, X, Y, Z and Prague. So there it is on, on the list. I would be, 
I'd be super happy if the if the if the PT could come back. Is the last one that was here, or the only one that was here, was in two thousand and five, I believe. Mm-hmm. And ever since, we've been trying to always like beg the right people, like, hey, if you you know if you're doing a schedule for next year, like think about Prague. It, it's it, it's a really cheap location. I'm I'm pretty sure that doing a pro tour in Prague is going to be a lot cheaper than doing it in London or you know Barcelona oh, yeah. or, or or oh yeah yeah the, all these cities where it's really expensive. So for me, Prague, obviously, you know great because i live really close but also everybody has been has has been saying that they had a really good time when 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 they were here all all joking aside with martin i'm giving a bad time obviously because you know it's in his prague is in his backyard i went to magic fest prague we went there everything he said is right on and channel firewall president ceo john sasso was with me and we were there and we were like we are having a magic fest in prague every year just yeah period it's a great price the architecture like Prague was basically untouched for both world wars. The architecture, it is one of the most beautiful cities I've ever walked around in my life. And I've been to a lot of cities in Europe for Magic Fest. So I, I a, a plus endorsement on the architecture. And the food was great. I had a bunch of um, Wiener Schnitzel, you know, which is the breaded and fried pork. The beer was top notch. I'm a lager guy, so there was tons of lager there. I'm not, I'm not a huge beer person. California loves their IPAs. I hate IPAs, but there were great lagers. The food was awesome. I remember some. We had some. We went to some great cocktail bars there. There were some great high-end cocktail bars. We ended up at a butcher shop where, like, you kind of pick your own meat and then they cook it for you right there. I mean, it was a wonderful, wonderful city to just walk around with all this history. Uh, I was walking around at night with uh, a bunch of uh, people on the CFB event staff. Felt totally safe. Never felt worried about anything, and people were really, really friendly. So yeah, I as much joking as I want to, as much of a bad time as I want to give Martin, as much joking as I want to do. I loved Prague, and it was so affordable, so so affordable. So yeah, I, I'm totally behind it. All joking aside, Prague would be wonderful. Coming at number five, not as beautiful, not as safe. I'd say the food is also not as good, but and one of, if not the most iconic U.S. city, New York City in the United States of America. When did you go to New York? What pro tour was this? What event was this? It was Worlds in 2006, five, five I believe it was five, five uh-huh. six, maybe six, six. So what are your memories of New York City as a, as a location it's just, for the people? It, it's exactly what you said. Iconic is the word that describes New York City perfectly. It's just like you know, I, I grew up watching Friends. I, I was I was always looking at New York <laughs> City in in TV, and I always like you know wanted to go there. And it's one of the one of the coolest places in the world for me. Just being able to go there, just like all the skyscrapers. Like we don't have buildings that are like a third of of the height of some of the buildings in New York in the entire country here. So it's just like sometimes you're you're at like Times Square, and like you look up and you're you're like. Holy crap! This is just like exactly what I was looking at in the TV. Plus, Central Park is also like a really, really, really sick place, and just something that is completely uh, super nice. Because when you think about it, it's a it, it's a huge city uh, filled with all these skyscrapers, and then there's this giant park in the middle that is just untouched and just like where people can can hang out and and. Uh, I don't know. For me, it's just like one of the most iconic places, and I, I really like it. Yeah, I think you know all of that is 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 super true. The Central Park thing is so impressive because you see it, uh, you see it in all these shows and movies. You really can't capture how big that park is until 
you experience it because it's just it, it, it is pretty wild that is in the middle of this huge urban metropolis there's this massive park and there's horses and stuff going around i'm gonna get straight to it with the new york food though people love the pizza there i think the pizza's fine i don't you know i'm i'm not one of the you know I'm, i like california pizza i like chicago pizza i like new york pizza that's all great but one of the things i am a massive fan of everywhere in the world is street food. And I love like New York City, you can get a hot dog, you get a yeah. pretzel, you get these kebabs, like where you, they, they have kebabs on all these street corners. All the hot dog vendors only have kebabs as well. And now, it used to be that uh, this wasn't widely available. Now they're like a nationwide chain here. There's a, there, there was a food truck that was called the Halal Guys. And it was just, it was kind of like a rice and gyro meat or chicken gyro meat. And it's incredibly hot sauce. It's it's everywhere now. Like I can literally door dash it to, to the, the the townhouse I'm sitting in right now, I could get it brought to me. Um, but it used to be you had to go to New York and get in line at this food cart for, for years and years. And so I love the street food. I love the accessibility of food on the street in New York. So that's my big thing with New York. Um, it's not my favorite city in the US. It's, it's It really isn't. There's a lot going on in that city. Um, and it's a little... I. I I like urban environments, but New York is even a little too urban for me. I think it's just it's very, very cold, dark, dirty city sometimes. Oh, that's something that that I would like to add. Uh, I do like New York City a lot during summer. That's like the best experience. But when you go there during winter and it's 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 freezing cold, it's not as great because I just like to you know sit in Central Park, just take my time, buy that hot dog, just hang out, you know, mm-hmm. take some time to just relax. And during during winter, you're just like freezing cold, and and it's not as as great an experience. But still, it's still pretty pretty. I will say, uh, my biggest my, the biggest drawback for me summers in New York is the subway. When you go under, it does not smell very good down there. <laughs> that's that's my yeah. so. All right, those were our bottom four. Um, if you're watching us live, you can put stuff in the chat. If you're watching us on channelfireball.com or YouTube, put some guesses in the top four. Like, what do you think the top four PT worlds, you know, high-profile, high-level events are? I will say, I, I, I would have guessed at least two of the four of these. There is one wild card in here that I never. Uh, I've talked to enough pro players to know that this is a legit contender, but I never, ever, ever would have gotten this. So be honest. Uh, we'll wait. You got to hit pause. While while we're while we're doing this, I want to remind you that our Magic TV and all of our top eights are brought to you by ChannelFireball.com. You can check them out. Sign up for CFB Pro, where Martin's uh, content is, and you can use the code Yuza J U Z A. That supports Martin, or you can make purchases on ChannelFireball.com. Use that code Yuza J U Z A, and that supports Martin and all of his content. So don't forget to do that. All right, here we go. Top four coming in at number four. I I don't think anyone's gonna guess this. I don't I don't know that anyone would. But like I said, pros all agree here. Kuala Lumpur in Malaysia. Wow, Kuala Lumpur. What? What? How did Kuala Lumpur make the list? Why is in its top four? Tell me about it. It's also like another really exotic place, right? Like when you think pro tours, you usually think like you know the the biggest American cities, the biggest U- European cities, and to get to play a pro tour in Malaysia was really cool. And for me, it was one of the one of the first pro tours where it's basically it's basically the pro tour where I started, uh, where I like got on the train. I think I, I lost playing for the top eight. I finished like 10th or 11th and I got a lot of pro points that like qualified me for the next one. I, I, I did well in the next one and just like the, the trains just started rolling. And ever since I played every pro tour, um, since, since this one, and it was a really cool place. Like I remember the, the twin towers or the, the Petronas tower. Sorry. Uh, we stayed, we stayed at a hotel that was right next to the site and that was overlooking the towers. There was like a little park. It was like a really cool experience. Everybody was really friendly. Uh, the food was cool as well, and uh, it was really cheap. So we were able to travel around. We took a bus to Singapore, 
for like a little little one one day trip. And if you want to travel around in Asia, you can also just hop on. Uh, I think that the company is called Air Asia, and like every flight is like a hundred dollars, and you get to fly to all the companies around, uh, to all the countries around there. And yeah, it was like a great experience, exotic local location, good food, friendly people. What's Malaysian food like? Tell me something. About, I don't even know what Malaysian food is. So, so it's pretty. I mean, it's a lot of like they they had a lot of seafood stuff and everything, which wasn't something for me. I, I don't love seafood, but all my oh, friends wow. lo- loved it. I, I just ate whatever. I just ate whatever whatever I I wanted to eat. There's a lot of chicken, like the the satay stuff and everything. But mm-hmm. I just remember remember that everything was was great. Nothing really you know stood out or anything. I didn't really eat any of the seafood stuff, but. Everybody had a great time, and and you know we would all rate it five out of five or something. Yeah. Yeah. No. I and I I really want to echo this because I've talked to a lot of of uh, players, pro players, uh, and other players too, and judges who have been to events, be they uh, Grand Prix or pro the Pro Tour at Kuala Lumpur. They love it. Everybody I've talked to who who's been to Kuala Lumpur for an event ringing endorsement totally loved being there so there's something in uh, about it and i believe it i've seen pictures colinpore is beautiful there's a ton of history there so i i believe it all but yeah it's kind of a dark horse i when when i saw it on the, on the list particularly at number four i was like oh really but everything i've heard about it justified that so i'm glad it made it all right number three is a place i have been to many times another one of my favorite favorite cities in the world sydney australia yeah australia like a very like remote place, at least for somebody living in Europe. And I just always wanted to go there, you know, being able to go to Australia, just when you say it, that, that already sounds really cool. Mm-hmm. So we played, uh, we played a pro tour there. And I think there was, a, there was also worlds in like 2002, like 20 mm-hmm. years ago, almost. Wow. And crazy. yeah, it was, it was, it was a great experience. We, Oh, I have a really good story from, from that pro tour. So, we we have a testing team of like you know 14 people or something so we go to airbnb we book some really really big place with like a backyard and i think there was a pool and everything we go to the place we have it rented for like a week we go there and there's like a couple of rooms but it doesn't look very big and we're just like i guess we're gonna make it work but you know two people sleep on a couch or whatever like one person sleeps on a couch two people sleep on one bed and just we somehow make it work, but it just feels like it's a really, really small place. So during the week, we're, we're kind of just like getting a little annoyed we're, and we're like discussing, OK, are we going to like give them a bad review? I guess we should we should contact the owner before we do that. So we message the owner and we're like, this place is not as big as you described it in the in the listing. And we get an we get a message back and it just says, like, just walk around the backyard. And we discovered that there is another door to a whole another apartment that has like <laughs> more rooms with like four more beds. And we discovered this on the last possible day. And we were just like, dude, we can't even tell anybody this because <laughs> everybody's going to think we're so dumb. <laughs> Here's the lesson. Send send those questions and queries on day one as soon as you get there, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, that's hilarious! I love how you guys save it till the very, very end. So uh, I guess that the owner saved some cleaning fees there. I will say so. Sydney, Australia. I've been there a few times for Magic Fest, and it is one of my favorite. I think wonderful food. My favorite Chinese restaurant in the planet. And I've been to Shanghai. I've been to Beijing. I've been to Hong Kong. Now for Hong Kong, I was there during a typhoon, so I didn't get to eat out a lot. But my favorite Chinese restaurant on the planet is in Sydney, Australia. So, you know, that, that tells you, and there was, I stayed on Bondi beach, uh, 
with my wife. We had an Airbnb there. Tons of fresh food, uh, you know, great fresh produce, delicious, like really healthy foods, acai bowls. And uh, they had a great low-carb beer there that's like my favorite low-carb beer. So I, I can't say enough great stuff about Australia. I loved it there. The food was fresh and delicious and all of it. All of it was wonderful. So I love I love Sydney. It, it the flight is crazy. I think I think it's fourteen, somewhere between fourteen and sixteen hours direct from LA. How long is? Oh it yeah, been? yeah. That's the coolest thing about that too. When you fly from Australia back to LA, uh, you board the plane at like four p.m. and you land at like two p.m. of the same day. So you actually yeah. like you time travel. So sort yeah. Of. So that that's that's another really cool thing. And one of the things that I remember about Australia, or two things that I re remember about Australia, it's not it's not specifically tied to the pro tour, but we were in Melbourne for a GP, and I really like tennis. So being able to go to Australian Open was one of the coolest experiences. Oh, wow. And when we went there for a GP to Sydney, I went with Stan Sivka, and we took about two more weeks to stay and travel around. And we went to Fiji and Vanuatu. And that was like one of the best experiences of my life. We were, we, we, were, we were able to rent a car at both of these places. We would always travel to just like these really, really nice beaches, just like super clear water, white sand, nobody around, just like something you, you see in the movies. And in Vanuatu, we, we took like a one day trip to like this small island on this plane that was like, that could only fix, fit six people. And uh we slept there overnight and in the evening we went to an active volcano which i think was like wow. the, the most accessible active volcano in the world if i remember that correctly but that was also one of the really really best experiences of my life just like standing on like the the, the rim of the volcano and just like looking down and just like seeing all the lava just like blowing up and we, had to sign, we had to sign like papers that said like you're doing this on your own risk if something happens to you if you like you know decide to go lower where you're not supposed to be it's on your own risk because the lava can just hit you and it was just really it, it, it was a really cool experience and there there's a lot of places around australia where you can travel and one of my biggest regrets is not going to new zealand every time i was was in, in australia I, I i never took the the extra time to go to new zealand because that also has like super beautiful nature all the all the places from uh lord of the rings for example so that's that's definitely uh, a place that i would like to visit in the future yeah, it's New Zealand. It's funny you say that because New Zealand is definitely on my bucket list. I want to go to Fiji pretty badly too. I've heard that the people in Fiji are wonderful, super nice. Like yeah, everyone's yeah. awesome there. And so uh, both those places, I really, really want to go to. We did discover Elaine discovered this because when she she met me in Sydney, uh, just like we said, right? Like you bring you bring your girlfriend or your wife or your boyfriend, your husband, your partner, whomever to these events because these locations are so amazing. So that's exactly what we did for Sydney. And she had a connection in Fiji, and she ended up going to the Hungry Jack, which is their version of Burger King. Burger King's no, I don't know if they have Burger King in the Czech Republic or not, but it's a huge chain here in the U.S. And they had this type of chicken sandwich called the Peri Peri Chicken Sandwich, and she and I are both obsessed with it. They have it in Australia, they have it in Fiji, they don't have it in the U.S. And it's it's one of my favorite fast food sandwiches. I have had many of them, and it's a fried chicken sandwich. Uh, and you shouldn't do that too often, but I did a lot of it when I was in Sydney, so. Wow. Okay. Number two on our list, which is crazy. This is, we're, gonna, we're about to hit my, we've hit, yeah, Paris and Sydney. So number two on the list here. That, so we're hitting my three, I think my three favorite 
cities outside the U.S. and probably my three favorite cities in the world. I'm not sure. Uh, New Orleans is one of my favorite U.S. cities, so uh, I don't know. These All three of these might be above New Orleans. I'm not sure. But number two on this list, Tokyo, Japan. I love Tokyo. It was hard to pick one specific city because we went to we went to Tokyo, Kyoto, uh, Nagoya. There was there was a lot of uh, Japanese cities that were used for pro tours. Kobe was one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Chiba is part of Tokyo. I think, but yeah, Tokyo is just like I just like the whole Japanese culture. Everybody's really nice. All the Japanese people are. I, I like how 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 everybody like follows rules. Uh, Everybody recycles, for example. That, that's something that that I really appreciate. Like everybody at, at home has three different uh, tr- tr- trash cans, and everybody recycles. Like everybody, like really, like thinks about the planet rather than just like yeah, whatever, you know. It's it's me living here now. I don't care what's going to happen hundred years from now. Like everybody follows the rules. Everybody is like the whole car. The whole culture is just something that I really appreciate, and the people were super nice. Yeah, you know, so you know what's crazy is um, I used to go there and stay with family and friends every year. And if you look at recycling bottles, and this is true in Japan, I believe it's true in the U.S., dude, there's a number on the bottom. There's just a recycling symbol, and sometimes there's a one or a two or a three. One of the things we'd have to do when we took out the recycling is I think it went up to it either went up to twelve or sixteen, and you took the plastic and like this is plastic number three. It goes in the number three bin. This is plastic number five. That's the kind of stuff that just it, no one's going to follow those rules in the U.S. We're lucky if. If, if here in the U.S., people put all the recyclable plastic in the one plastic bin. Forget sorting it out. Everything's rinsed. Everything's put in the right bin. So, yeah, there's a lot of that. It is one of the most bizarre things about Japan that I that I can that I tell people all the time is it's super clean everywhere. Like, oh, the streets are clean. You know, when you go walking around, everything's clean. There are no garbage cans. There are no public garbage yeah. cans. You yeah, there, yeah. you know, and, and so it's just bizarre. People just clean up after themselves and they, they keep their trash with them and then they throw it away at home or, or something like that. So it, it, it is, it is, um, it is very, very, it's definitely a culture shock, different, different place. I mean, I grew up with it, so I'm not a soup, uh, you know, I wasn't super shocked, but everyone's polite. Everyone follows the rules and uh, the food. I mean, I can't, I can't start talking about food. Like I love Japanese. I grew up, I'm half Japanese. My mother, you know, immigrated over in the seventies. So I grew up with that food. I mean, everything is so good in Japan. Uh, And even as a carnivore, so like a lot of people think about seafood and sushi, but there's things like yakiniku, which is the grilled meat or tonkatsu, which is the Japanese version of like Wiener schnitzel, uh, steak, like Wagyu beef, of course, is from Japan. So even for a carnivore who likes a lot of meat and maybe not as much seafood, there's tons of delicious food in Japan. What I like my favorite combo uh, from Japan, it's like it's basically fast food, but it's not the kind of like McDonald's that everybody knows from like Europe or or uh, US. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always bought gyudon, which is like a rice bowl with like beef and like mm-hmm. a, a few like slices of onion, and it's like grilled. And that was like super simple, but I just really liked it. And kalpis is like the kind of drink that oh. that's something between Sprite and milk, or like it's like Sprite and milk mixed together. And yeah. I just always like, liked it, and 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 I remember they like asked me about that sometimes during coverage, and they, they were always laughing about it. And then every single time I was in Japan, they always had like a a, a bottle of kalpis for me when I was at the GP. So it was really cool from them. And one of the things that I also remember about Japan is it's it's also like how I started traveling. And one of the few one of the first few pro tours was pro tour Kyoto that I played, and I somehow ended up staying uh, with Rough Levy who stayed with Shuhei. So mm-hmm. I somehow ended up staying at Shuhei's place as well, even though I didn't really know him or just knew him from the tournaments, but we would only like exchange the 
you know, hello and 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 the the usual stuff when you when you're not super close. And that's how we like got to got to know each other. And Shuhei kind of like always took care of me when I was in Japan because you know not 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 a lot of Japanese people speak English. Mm-hmm. So every time I like traveled there for a GP, I would stay with Shuhei in Osaka at his at his parents' place. Uh, Shuhei would get his get his uh, dad's car, and we would drive to we would drive to all the you know all the GPs around there in in all the cities. Sometimes Kenju would would join us for the ride, and like all the Japanese pros were like super nice, super friendly. I remember hanging out with like Kenji Shota, Chief. That he doesn't play he doesn't play Magic anymore. Shuhei obviously, and it, it, it's just like it's just a, a big part of. Uh, my whole magic experience and 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 the memories is just like traveling which which you hate to a lot of cool places and just like japan being really awesome and everybody uh just just being really cool people there yeah hosting is a serious thing Calpis is awesome they actually had to rename it in america because it sounds too much like cow peeing so it's calpico here and it's a yogurt drink it's a yoga it's it is so good it is, i love it i love that as a kid uh when you get older you can also mix it with uh soju or vodka and make various cocktails with it so but yeah counterpiece is delicious i'm 100 percent with you um gyudon gyu means beef in japanese and don donbudi is a type of kind of like a rice dish so yeah gyudon uh is great the chicken version is always funny uh before we jump to number one i'll say this the chicken version, because uh, gyudon and oyakodon, there's egg in there. There's only like an egg and there's a little bit of sweetness to it. So the gyudon is, gyu is Japanese for beef, so we call it gyudon, okay. Chicken is tori, but when we have a chicken donburi, we call it oyakodonburi. And this just kind of made sense to me as a kid. And then I realized how macabre it is, because it's chicken and egg on rice. And oya means family. So it's a family donburi because it's the chicken and the egg, uh, <laughs> which is super dark. But that's an oyako donburi, uh, which is delicious. Chicken and egg donburi. Try it. It's really, really good. But that is a very strange naming convention, right? You got the beef donburi and the family donburi, which is the chicken and the egg. Um, all right. Number one, location. And this was highlighted recently, right? With, with Worlds, it was like insane, is Honolulu, Hawaii. Events in Hawaii are unbelievable. This last event we had in Hawaii, I mean, it was just like, it looked amazing. Um, so tell me about your experience in Honolulu. So when I started playing Magic, the slogan was play the game, see the world, right? That's how you got people to play Magic, how, how you got people to play all, play all those PTQs. And whenever we talked about Magic with our friends, you know, they would always ask us to describe us what it is like. We would tell them, you know, it's playing cards, you know, whatever. But then they would be like, okay, so it's kind of like you're playing with dragons and elves, and it would be sometimes really hard to describe what it is what it is exactly. But if you tell somebody, I'm going to a Magic tournament, I qualified for a Pro Tour, and it's in Honolulu in Hawaii, and they're paying for my ticket to go, everybody starts paying attention. Everybody goes like, oh, wow, that's really cool. So, yeah, Honolulu is like the the, the ultimate dream, also like the, the ultimate location uh, to go visit. It's really it's really nice there. It's always warm. The people are nice. Uh, really cool beaches. Just like the whole experience is just like something that's I'm pretty sure it's on everybody's bucket list of places where, you know, where I would like to go. I'm sure Honolulu is going to be uh, at the top of the list. You can visit the other the other uh islands as well do some hiking. There is a couple of volcanoes as well. Some some really cool stuff. And just overall. Every time I was able to tell my friends, I'm going to Honolulu for a pro tour, 
Most of them happen in, in February, which is the, the oh. month where it's the, the most cold here. It's snowing and everybody's freezing. And I was always like, yeah, I'm going to Honolulu to play Magic. All my friends were always like, oh, my God, can I, like, go with you? I'll, 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 hide, I'll hide in your suitcase or something. And, yeah, Honolulu is just the, the, the top of the list. I mean, it's, it's literally paradise, right? Like, that, that, that's how we think of it here in the U.S. I mean, it's paradise. Wonderful beaches. Uh, it's it's getting a bit crowded at times, but you know everyone wants to be in paradise, so that's the price you pay for coming in. The food is crazy. It, it's so good. This great mixture of like Japanese food and island food and American food. You get things like spam musubi and katsu musubi and loco mocos. You know, and oh my gosh, it's so good. I, if I lived in Hawaii, I would gain like fifty pounds in the first year. Yeah, because the food. It's super super unhealthy. It's super carb heavy. I guess you can get poke, but even poke you normally have with rice. Um, and so yeah, I. I like I said, it's literally paradise. There's not much more you can say about it. Honolulu, Hawaii, uh, paradise, our number one location for PT, uh, top flight locations. I'll run through the list number. Uh, I'll run through the list by number here. Coming in at number eight, we had Paris, France. Number seven, San Juan, Costa Rica. Number six, Prague in the Czech Republic. Number five was New York City, USA. Number four, Kuala Lumpur in Malaysia. Number three, Sydney, Australia. Number two, Tokyo, Japan. And number one on our list of top PT World's locations, Honolulu, Hawaii. Um, but this really was the perfect top eight for you, Martin. Thank you so much for joining us uh, for this one. And uh, I'm glad. You know, the crazy thing is you've been to all these places, and many of them multiple times, just to play Magic. So uh, I a little bit of jealousy here. I'm not going to lie for the opportunity to do that. But thank you for joining us for this top eight. Uh, that brings us so close. Let us know what we got right. Let us know what we got wrong. You can always get at Martin, at Martin Yuza uh, on social media. He's live on twitch.tv slash Martin Yuza. I am Mashi Scanlon, the guy on the left, at Mashi Scanlon across all social media platforms. Thank you so much for listening and watching. We'll see you next time. Thanks for having me.